a dating and makeover expert where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. What are you scared of when it comes to dating? Sure, you might say, oh, I'm, it's not about me being scared or fearful, but rather you just haven't met the right person or you're just not ready for a relationship. But have you ever stopped to think that deep down you might be scared and that's why your dates and relationships don't pan up? So in fact, being scared or worried about things, it could even be just flirting, online dating, going on a first date, finding the right person. They're usually symptoms of an underlying bigger fear. So let's face it, with the potential for great love and happiness comes the risk of disappointment and heartbreak. And if you have experienced negative things around dating and relationships, you might be protecting yourself from getting hurt. And fear almost becomes your shield. It's like a love shield. There are some common dating fears that a lot of people experience. I want to go through a couple of them just to highlight. And as I'm talking about it, just kind of feel into maybe this is something deeper for you. One of the most common is the fear of rejection. I mean, everyone talks about that. The thought of putting yourself out there, being vulnerable, and then being turned down can be incredibly exposing and scary. And another fear could be the fear of getting hurt or getting your heart broken. It's natural to be cautious when it comes to the matters of the heart, of course, but when this fear becomes all-consuming, it can prevent you from taking risks and opening yourself up to love. Now, other common dating fears include the fear of not being good enough, the fear of being judged or criticized, the fear of being alone, and the fear of commitment. And there's other ones that I do workshops on as well. But all of these fears can manifest in different ways, leading to the pattern of behavior that can sabotage your relationships before they even have a chance to begin. That's what's so crazy about this stuff is that it the fears leak. It leaks in our body language, the way we communicate or not communicate with people. And if I told you that all of these fears and there's more of them, like I said, are deeply rooted and connected to relationships and experiences from your family of origin and repeated patterns of relationships. And if you are, let's say, dating after a breakup, it could be a divorce, a long period of abstinence, those fears can feel even more magnified. However, it doesn't have to be that way. I want you all to know that dating can be fun. It can be exciting and a strengthening process if you can overcome the fears that hold you back. But if your fears are preventing you from finding love or keeping you stuck in different areas of your life, you have to face them in order to address them. And you gotta get a little uncomfortable in order to change some of those things. Because again, as I always say, no one changes in a state of comfort. You can keep working all day long. You can stay in your comfy cocoon and watch Netflix, <laughs> but that's not going to help you shift. 
So you have to invest your time, your trust, emotions into the dating process for it to have any kind of chance of working out and really change. Well, today on the line, I have a woman who has experienced three divorces and consequently has a lot of fears getting back out there, understandably. And I met her after she attended a workshop where we were talking about authentic dating and overcoming fears, which prompted her to reach out as she realized her fears have been paralyzing her from dating and trusting men. And I hope I can help her learn to get past some of these anxieties that she's having and facing so that she can start dipping her toe in the dating pool in a whole new way. Welcome, Elena. Are you there? Hi, Kami. Yes, I'm here. Hi. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, I and I told you this off air. I just I so enjoyed our first conversation and your openness and willingness to kind of share the things that you've been, you know, really grappling with and one of the things that really stuck out is this kind of fear factor. I know that was what the workshop was all about that you attended, but I would love for you to just kind of share with everyone just who you are and a little bit of your background and your story and what you're facing with now. Um, okay. So um, my last marriage, I was married three times. The first one I wouldn't really count because I was like 18 years old and I went to the military and, you know, it was just um, not saying it wasn't love, but it wasn't, I didn't know how to have a relationship or uh less a marriage, especially my parents didn't have a good marriage. So therefore, um, I was kind of winging it. Then my second marriage was in my uh, late mid-20s to late. And again, I still didn't have the tools to really have a relationship. Um if I look back, I think about um, like what I know now mm -hmm. that I don't apply. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll circle back thought, to that. <laughs> yeah, that I thought totally now that I'm getting married in my 40s, definitely, you know, I, I looked for everything that it was supposed to, you know, I, I applied all these things. I was honest up front. Um, I even admitted all my shortcomings. And even when I was going to get married, I said, are you sure you want to do this? Because the only way you're leaving me is in a box. Mm -hmm. And here I am, you know, divorced with divorce um, the third time. So um, what happened there was infidelity. Mm -hmm. um, it started with, um, he started drinking and then he started uh, going out at nighttime and not coming home. And then finally at the end, um, discovered one of his best friend's daughter. Um, he was, he, they sent me a text, his father, the father sent me a text of the communication between the two of them. And that basically kind of fractured and um, ended our marriage. Hmm. Yeah, well, and it's so understandable after having those experiences, why it'd be kind of scary to, to get back out there. Um, have you now, so where are you at now? Like, have you started dating? What, you know, what, what's going on? Well, since last we talked, 
And um, I really enjoyed our conversation. Um, I'm kind of an obedient student. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm good at it, but I'm pretty obedient, you know? So mm-hmm. I went out on one date. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yay. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I went out on one date. Um, I mean, there wasn't any. I was a nervous wreck, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, that one I hyped up, like, negatively. You know, you, I start off with the whole... I don't want to go. I'm tired. I don't want to get dressed. Um, I don't want to put on makeup. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. But in the meantime, I I fought through it, and I got dressed, um, and I put makeup on, and you know, I met him at a restaurant. So it was a nice experience. Oh, it was a nice experience. I love that. I'm so proud of you, by the way. And, you know, we'll, we'll kind of come back to that date because I do want to just hear more about it and then like help you kind of move forward. But the fact that you took direction and having just a little bit of um, homework <laughs> that I gave you and mm-hmm. was, like you were a good student and that helped you kind of dip your toe in the, in the shallow end and it'll keep happening, I promise. But I want to I want to get back to the fear factor because I, I think this is so important in why you've been kind of stuck. Um, you had shared that your parents didn't have a good marriage and that was kind of like where things started, where you didn't really have the role model or tools to know what like a good relationship looked like. Can you talk more about that and how that related to like maybe your other relationships? Um, yes. Um, my parents, ever since I can remember, they never said anything nice to each other. They barely talked to each other. They never held hands, never said, I love you. Um, the day-to-day, and then my father was uh, um, a lot out. Mm. Um, he wasn't home. So I, pretty much my mom was like a single mom. But at the same time, since you know she came from... She came from Cuba and she, you know, you're talking about, um, she wasn't exposed to, um, you know, it was a different time. Yeah. So she left her country, left all her family, and then she came over here. And then my father started, um, you know, doing the same thing my ex-husband did, which is right now, like an epiphany, like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Um, So uh, I didn't see any love there. Yeah. So pretty much, you know, you pick up um, and do the whole, you know, movies, shows, Mm -hmm. TVs, couples, couples that aren't real, that's not realistic. that was my extent of me having um, a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's, I, I'm really glad. Thank you for sharing that, that you kind of highlighted that just because, you know, I always say that the, the brain is so powerful. Like we all default back to what we know and what's familiar, even though we know it might not be great for us. But if you don't know any other way, 
it's just something that feels familiar. And it's not, I think, a coincidence that you ended up in other relationships where there was some sort of critical part of the relationship, you know, with a man or he didn't give you what you need or toxicity, you know, like all those things. Cause I was wondering like, was there a pattern within all, all those marriages? Was it similar kind of guy? Um, I wouldn't say they have a similar kind of guy, but I would say that I was similar. If that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. And how so? Tell me more about that. Uh, um, I think, I mean, I did better in my third marriage, but communication was not great. My emotional intelligence is what mm-hmm. they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, at the beginning, I started strong. But then when we started having problems, I reverted back to not communicating. And if I did communicate it, I was basically angry because I was mad. I let everything pile up and and everything else. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't feel heard, of course. And then um, it just it just became very, very uh, hard for me. Mm-hmm. Or oh, well, I didn't know how to really resolve issues in a marriage. Mm-hmm. We're talking, I mean, and fidelity is a different story, for at least in my book. Um, but I'm talking about for me to be able to engage p- positively and have a positive outcome. Yeah. Yeah. That that part of expressing yourself and expressing your feelings, because that's so important. It sounds like in your family system, like feelings weren't really expressed. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so you were kind of left with guessing how other people felt and or pouring all your focus on other people more than yourself. Uh And so with that dynamic, to your point, it sounds like you were more focused on like pleasing the man rather Uh than how you felt and expressing your needs. Exactly. Every time it got difficult, um, I changed, I'd adapt, mm-hmm. you know, and what happened was, is now that I'm single and I started, you know, going out, doing stuff, I realized that I lost so much of myself while I was married. Yeah. And that is super important realization. And, you know, like when you're so used to becoming something just for the sake of other people people and pleasing them, I call it shape-shifting, that you end up not only losing yourself, but not even knowing who you are or how you feel. And that is what also creates inauthentic and lopsided relationships. And so this is like really important. And I want to help you as you move forward, you know, kind of getting back out there. When all this was happening, you know, both in your family system and kind of this pattern with you and the men, what kind of fears started coming up when you started thinking about like getting back out there? Oh, first of all, the anxiety. Not being able to control my environment or outcome. Mm. Um, That's, 
one. And then another fear is just what if, you know, what if this happens all over again? What if I do this again? What if I meet this great guy and all of a sudden, you know, I'm too damaged? Or what if all of a sudden I can't recognize a good guy? So mm. there, you know, there's so much fear now. Even though I went on that one date, it was just basically to make, say I did it, but I didn't do it again. Yeah. You see? Yeah. Like, I'll do it once, but it, it's like, okay, you, now you need to do it again. And I'm like, uh, okay, but it's not like I want to do it okay again. So let's go with that for a second. So it, you, it sounds like you're scared of, like, m- making the wrong decision, attracting the same dynamic. Like, there's a lot of more fears around yourself and and a lot of has to do with trust not just trust trusting men but trusting yourself yes and so what goes on in your head when you think about then going on another date like date two like what stops you what's the conversation in your head what date two with the same person or a different date any either actually okay if I was to go on a second date um, I think the anxiety kicks up because it's like you're getting to know this person and like in my head, I know for a fact that everybody is on their best behavior, especially the first few months. Mm-hmm. So the fear of, oh, they're going to be on their best behavior. I'm probably going to be on my best behavior. And then when all of a sudden I'm invested in this person, you know, is it going to be Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, and then going out on a new date, let's say, um, oh, it's like, it's very hard for me to make that decision um, because I get so nervous that all of a sudden I'm like, it's just easier not to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well said. Well said. <laughs> it's easier for me to hang out with my dogs, yes. you know, watch Netflix, like you said, mm-hmm. and work and just just be in my little cocoon of being safe, you know? <laughs> yes, the safety network. Yes. That yes. that's a, a really important word that you just said. It it feels safe. Because yes. it's something that's known to you that hasn't hurt you. And in fact, you feel confident in like, you know, you, you know what you're doing at work. You, you know that when you're in your comfy couch watching Netflix, nothing really bad's going to happen. So it, it, it is like being curled up in a blankie, you know, kind of thing. And I totally get it. It's hard to feel like you should expose yourself to getting hurt, but then at the same time, are you, how are you feeling about being alone? Well, there's like a flip side and I think yeah. it comes with, with age. Mm-hmm. Um, like I remember when I was in my late twenties, it was this thing. Oh my gosh, I, I'm not married. 
I need kids, yeah. and this and that, et cetera, et cetera. I don't have those things. If anything, I look for somebody who, you know, is the empty nester like me. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to deal with the whole kid and raising somebody else's child, et cetera, et cetera. Not because it's bad, but because that's where I'm at. And I'm okay with that. See, there's certain things that I'm okay saying this is what I want. But um, I have forgot the point I was making. Well, no, but you're you're actually saying something really important. And I'm kind of prompting you towards a question along those lines. What is it that you want right now? And And let's just stay very focused on the present, maybe like two months out. Um, what I'd like to do, you're talking daily wise, right? Yeah, yeah, like in this part of your life. Because there's so much um, anxiety around it. Like what would feel good for you just in the next, like say two, three months in this area? It would be nice if at least I can go out on a date and look forward to it. You know, be in a good mood. Um, not for it not to be so exhausting that, um, you know, I like to get dressed up. I like to put on makeup. I like all these things and I do it on a day to day basis and I, and I like it, but when I'm going out on a date, all of a sudden it's like, Oh, I gotta get dressed and I gotta do this. And I think it's the pressure that I put on myself that I'm supposed to look perfect or that I'm supposed to be perfect when I know for a fact I'm not perfect. So it's like this contradicting um, internal battle that I struggle with on a day-to-day basis um, when all of a sudden it has to do with the opposite sex. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, you're, you're caught in that loop. And I think you and I even talked about this on the first call. It's like what you want, you also fear. and What you fear is what you want. And so it just, yes, it, it just keeps you stuck. Mm-hmm. But let's stay with this for a second because I think this might really help you. So you just told me that in the next couple months, it would be nice to go on dates and actually look forward to it, to actually have fun. Okay, let's just stay with that goal, okay, for a second. What would that feel like? What would that look like? Tell me more. Like, what would you be doing? How, what would I see Elena doing with these guys that would be fun and describe it. I actually would like, instead of the old usual boring, let's meet up at a restaurant and talk, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I would love to do like go to a festival or go kayaking or do something that I've never done before that maybe, you know, or surprise me, but do something, do something active where all of a sudden, we're not so focused, or I'm not so focused on we're going to a restaurant. Like, you have to be um, presented like, I, I, I'm i not sure how to describe it. Like on display, when, like where there's this. Exactly. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I, get, I get what you're saying. Okay. Now, besides that, what would you be doing? Like, what would I see? kind of the sexy, dateable Elena be like that's different now? Um, I think it's just my whole, I used to carry myself so differently. Like what? Tell me more. Like so confident, 
you know, shoulders back, head up. You know, I just didn't let my surroundings influence how I felt. Now it's like my inner person is hunched over, you know, the shoulders are in, inward. And I'm kind of like, I don't have that anymore. I, I, I miss her. She's in there, by the way. She hasn't gone away. She's just hiding. Okay, so we're going to bring her out. But let's keep going with this because I, I, I love this, by the way. So, all right. Okay. So shoulders back. Like, what else? Are you making eye contact? Are you smiling? Are you flirting? Are, like, yes. Uh, um, see, even even when you just said yes, that was really <laughs> like I could hear the sensuality and like the excitement in your voice, like that 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 I want that for you. Right. Tell me more. Tell me more. Yes, and I think a lot of it has to do with age too. Mm-hmm. You know, because when I felt like this, I you know I I was young. Oh, I felt young. It's not so much so young because some of some of the time period was not that I was young, but I was, you know, I was playful. I, I mean, I, I flirted with little kids. I flirted with old people. Um, I, um, you know, I walked with a pep in my step. You know, mm. people always tell me I had all the women used to tell me, oh, I want to be I, I love the way you walk across the room to go to the bathroom. Women who just met me, and I would be like, huh? And and I was like in my own world because I was, you know, I was happy. I was having a good time, and it just reflected in everything that I did. Oh, my gosh. Did you have, like, men come up to you and talk to you? Like, was it easy, like, when you were out and about? That part I've never been really good at. Um, um, okay. See, I'm really good in a crowd, and I know how to work a crowd. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> but I, that individual, um, when all of a sudden, let's say somebody comes and talks to me, at that first few seconds, I just want to, you know that fight and flight? Yes. I just want to flight, you know, because I get so nervous and I just get really, really tense is a good word. And now it's even worse because now you're talking about that inward person is no longer hanging out with me. So (laughs) you're talking about now, not only can I work the room, but you're talking Mm -hmm. about I'm sitting here saying to myself, Oh my gosh, if somebody talks to me, you know, and, and before what I noticed also, I was more aware of people. Now it seems like I feel like the, the horse with the blinders. Mm. You know, I walk into Walmart and let's say I just don't look at anybody. I go and do what I need to do. Um, or if I go to a festival, you know, these are places that I know for a fact. There's a lot of people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and in my in my brain, I know for a fact, you know, that, you know, everybody has a different type of person they like. 
if she could be tall, she could be short, she could be chunky, she could be thin. I mean, everybody has a preference. So there's got to be a preference for me. And it's got to be more than one. See, I know this logically, but I, but the whole body language and the whole, my exterior doesn't match with what I want or what I want to portray or that I want to meet people so that I can meet them in, in uh, an environment that is not like a date date. They can ask me for a date, but I still have to go out there and be like myself and everything else. And I'm not talking hunting down and be over there with binoculars and et cetera, et cetera. But I'm talking about something that happens organically. Mm-hmm. I don't let the organically um, situation happen because I'm scared, petrified. Yeah. Okay. And I, this is really good. And I, I'm going to really make things simple for you and kind of reverse engineer this because you're giving me so many great juicy things that you can work on. Um, But one more question that I also think is part of the picture is you said you were in the military. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's nothing like greater to squash kind of that like feminine piece (laughs) than being in the military. So, like, how did that impact you, too, in ways of your body language, your femininity, that kind of thing? Well, um, I've always been kind of a flirt. Of course, not during boot camp and all that time, <laughs> right. et cetera, et cetera. But after boot camp, um, it was it was a job with a uniform. Uh-huh. So, I mean... You're talking about, I worked with a lot of men because I was in a male-dominant industry. Mm-hmm. And um, I still did not lose my femininity. And also, you know, I flirted all the time because it was part of who I was. I remember my mom used to say that ever since I could walk, that I would be flirting. Because I was always so big about life, you know, Um, happy. I don't know how to explain it. Were your parents okay with you being that way? Or did you hear messages of like, oh, you're too much or you got to dim that a little bit? Oh, I did. I used to hear that all the time from my mom. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. But I never did because I was... uh, it was part of who I was, or I am. I miss her. I know that. <laughs> I miss, she was I, brave. Okay. So let's give her a name. What's her name? Um, I don't know. Let's give her a name. Let's give her a fun, flirty name. Let's call her Sam. Sam? Samantha. Samantha. Nice. Okay. Sexy Samantha. Um, <laughs> I, this is what you're going to do. Cause you said you're really good at homework and you're really good at tasks. And from what you're telling me that like when given permission and you have tools and you have a costume on, you're able to do it. And sexy Samantha is going to come out and play. And here, here's the thing. 
all the stuff that's tripping you up, all these fears that you're having are way outside yourself and huge. Like you're, you're getting way too ahead of yourself. Like you're attaching one date to, oh my God, I'm going to pick the wrong guy and I'm going to get divorced again. And blah, blah. Like you're, you know what I said? Like you're going from A to Z and you're right. attaching one little mini micro experience with a man to all these other things that might happen or could happen to you based on what has happened. And this is what I find true for everybody. Like we always think of things way ahead of ourselves and, and you're a thinker and you even said that, you know, and, and a lot of it has to do with your upbringing because you didn't, you didn't see a lot of predictability and dad was gone a lot. And, you know, like you were left to guess how people felt. And so there was a lot of uncertainty growing up. So no wonder the fear of not having control of the outcome is one of your greatest fears because all the outcomes so far had, has been bad. And so I want to get rid of that and just start really, really small so that you don't have this pressure and anxiety with every little micro, you know, transaction or interaction with a man. And I love the idea of you just being kind of social. And instead of worrying about the man or the boyfriend or the next husband, like, let all that go. Let's just focus on your skills and having sexy Samantha come out and play. Sounds like a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> you even like you even sound lighter. Like as you were, and I don't know you listening to Elena, your voice got so excited and happy as you were talking about sexy Samantha. Yes, because she was fun. Yes. And, and you, I mean, she's you. You realize that. But I think it might be easier to just have her come out and play when you can. And I realize you're busy at work. And some of it is just an excuse because it, it's like a barricade for yourself, you know. Um, and carving out, like, even if it's just once a week where you're exercising sexy Samantha to come out and play. And you can do that by focusing on really like tangible things. I would pick out five costumes for Samantha, like your wardrobe, like dresses, like think, think sexy Samantha, what would she wear? You know, and, and I want you going out in the world it could be at the coffee shops. It could be at, you know, Whole Foods, or the grocery stores. It could be at the ENA events, which is a social um, club that you're in. It could be any of those venues. And put your costume on and just practice being that playful, happy, kind of just peppy girl who smiles and makes eye contact and just see what happens. Just do it as an experiment for the next month, once a week. That's all. It's like going to the gym. Yes. I'm actually writing it down. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, out, like and, and it's fun. Like, you can do some prep work. Like, I, I want this to be fun. Like, do you like to dance at all? Yes, of course. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm Latina. Yeah, Latina. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but the Latina, you guys, you are the sexiest people alive. I actually just came from a salsa dancing class, truth told, right before we hopped on. And I'm I'm like, I'm feeling sexy after that dance. Like you, you got it going on, and you, you, the the music, like create a playlist of some sort where it has all your favorite music that makes you move in your body, that gets you in that happy place. And before you go out on the social kind of experiment, do do some dancing, play the music as you're getting ready. Like, get it, get excited. Don't worry about the husband, the boyfriend, all the stuff that has happened. This is the time for sexy Samantha to come out and play where you can work towards merging her with Elena. And this is the 2.0 or 3.0, actually 4.0 version of you <laughs> that is going to attract something amazing and wonderful. But but right now, just get back to you. Yes. Sounds, sounds like a total plan. Now, as I'm saying all this, how are you feeling? Uh-huh. Um... I'm hopeful the merging three four point oh Malena. You know that one I I would love. If I can get yeah. me back, oh my gosh, I would love. Without feeling, you know what it is too. Um, it's funny how life flip flops back and forth. Mm. When you're in your twenties and thirties, um, none of the men wanted to commit. You had to find the right one. It was like, it was very difficult. Everybody just wanted to hang out and play and this and that. Another, what I find myself now is that everybody, you know, all the men my age want to settle down and they want to get married and they say it from the get go. And it's like, that's a lot of pressure, you know, because I want to date around. I want to learn how to do it because this is another thing I've never dated. Mm. I don't know how to date because that's not like from a Spanish culture. That's not really how you do things. Right. So now you're talking, I'm 58 years old and I want to date so that I know what I want and what I don't want, or at least know what I don't want to find out what I do want. (laughs) (laughs) Bam. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my God, if I had music, I'd be playing it right now. Maybe maybe I'll edit that in. Yes, Elena, that's exactly it. And if you've never dated before, really what you're doing is you're dating yourself and you're getting to know what you like and what you don't like. It's like being the kid in the candy store. You've only had a Gobstopper and a Hershey's. You don't know all the other tastes that are out there and the things that are right for you. And this time around, as you learn how to date... You're also feeling into what feels good to you because, again, your focus has always been the man and making them happy versus what makes Elena slash Samantha happy, you know, and that that's your journey. That's where it starts. You know, um, and I think I shared this with you off off air. I do these dating retreats and it was really amazing because so many people there had the same journey as you. And 
it was, it was so cute because everyone kind of wanted to learn how to date and it's the same thing. And we, we do it. Like we go over the fears, we go over, you know, um, online dating, we go over how to flirt the body language, like all the things that trip a lot of people up when they're dating in the second act. And at the retreat, we, you know, it's co-ed. So everybody was just kind of being vulnerable and really sharing things. I brought in salsa dancers and when they were learning how to dance and get more in their body, I put them on scavenger hunt. So to your point, we forget how to play. And I had them go out into the world and do all these different things that like a kid would have no problem with, but as adults we do, you know? And so yes. it, it forced everyone to really get out of their head and getting into their play. I did Im- improv and, and then we got deep and we really started working on how to express yourselves. I mean, at the end of the retreat, it was so funny and it's exactly what we're talking about. They said, you know, this wasn't as much as finding the man or the woman. This was really about finding me and everyone. Like it was just these like aha moments and now they're doing wonderful and they're dating up a storm. But the point is, is that you have to feel good about you first before worrying yes. about anything else. The rest will come. And and like you said, and just learning how to date for yourself. Yeah. And one of the things I tend like this last time, I don't know how this guy decided to go out with me either. Um, the one that I told you about that I went yeah. on a date. Because I was like, okay, <laughs> you're going to crack up. I was like, okay, you want to take me out to dinner? That's fine. I go, but I don't want to feel responsible for your your feelings, okay? Because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, oh, that's great. You know, I was like, I do not want to be responsible for anybody's feelings. Yeah. I do not want to be responsible for you. You're at this stage of your life. Well, this is where I'm at, you know? Yeah. But um, yeah, it was funny because I just, that's one of the biggest struggles I have too. Right away, it's, um, I feel bad if I say no, or I feel um, obligated and it gets, you know, I'm tired of feeling those feelings when it's supposed to be about me or it is about me. You know, the only way I'm going to um, become Elena Samantha is by, like you said, I wrote it down, dating myself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not so much about dating and trying to settle down. It's more about finding out what I like and what I don't like. And having these options because knowing somebody, maybe there's things I don't like about them or they don't like about me. And if we go on several dates, doesn't mean you have to commit and have to be like, okay, I, I, I want to just go out with you exclusively. That's it. Mm. I mean, down the line, if there's somebody like that, fine. But that's not where I'm at. Yeah. I, I lo- like, unprompted, you just said everything that you need for yourself. And know that you have the power to do that now. You don't, you're, you're not the little girl anymore that had to be squashed. You know, you're not married to those guys who also dimmed your light. 
you can do whatever you want. And that's where the power comes from and what's going to make you happy. So I, I I could go on and on with you. You are so <laughs> awesome. And I know that people listening just can't wait to hear just, you know, what happens. And maybe I'll have you back on as Elena Samantha. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Thank you so, so much. And how, I, how are you, you feeling good now? You know your Yes, homework? thank you. I have it all written down. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you so, so much. So thanks for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you are a people pleaser, or maybe you're a little guarded, or you have a hard time being vulnerable and are attracting lopsided relationships, I have two new upcoming opportunities for you. First. Join me for my next workshop, June 15th. It's co-ed. It's interactive. It's called Authentic Dating, Conquering Your Fears and Expressing Yourself. I have not done this one before. I'm super excited about it. You are going to learn how to overcome your dating fears, be more of a confident dater, and experience more authentic connections on dates. This is not your typical workshop. Those of you who have been in my workshops know this. And you'll get a chance to be in an interactive VIP room with me. You'll leave the workshop inspired, confident, and ready to navigate the dating world with a fun, positive attitude. Just click the link to register, but hurry, these spots do go quick. Also, it's not too late. I do have another co-ed dating retreat program coming up here right now. And I do have a couple spots left. So I just wanted to announce that it's called Dating Reimagine. It's in Southern California. So if you are interested, definitely contact me by going to askkimmy.com. Just alert me that you're interested and we can see if it's a fit and if there is room. Again, I only have a few spots, so let's chat sooner than later. And remember, working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now. 